Welcome everyone to today's daily directional. These are navigational messages that help keep us pointed in the right direction. I'm Pastor Bethany, and I'm a learner, listener, and noticer of God. This podcast is a part of the Storytellers Collective. You can find us online at www.storytellerscollective.org. Good morning. I thought after recording yesterday's message that I was done, that I was finished with Rahab, that we'd exhausted all that might be said about her. But as I did the work of audio editing and posting for you all, I had to listen back to everything I'd said, and God began speaking to me of faithful mothers. Rahab's putting faith into action didn't just count for her righteousness. It counted for the righteousness and faithfulness of generations and generations of God's people. The genealogy of Jesus states that Rahab was the mother of Salmon, who was the father of Boaz. It continues, Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Do these people sound familiar to you at all? I hope so. Let's jump over to the book of Ruth for today. Just a little detour here from our time in James and do some considering. So at a time when another faithful outsider, I mean, Rahab was an outsider in that she was from Jericho. When another faithful outsider, this is Ruth, heard of God and believed in him and his ways, a kinsman redeemer was found to provide for her. And this faithful man's name was Boaz. He was one who was willing to obediently give of himself to continue another man's lineage in order to provide for two widows. So it connects to James in this way. I think this is another example of what James calls true religion, to provide for the orphan and the widow in their distress. And I think this is an example of what James is trying to get at when he talks about mature, complete, perfect faith, that which puts itself into action, right? Righteousness, the proving of yourself as a friend of God by doing the things that he commands. So my musings began in a place of questioning how, how it is that deep faith like Boaz's comes about. How did such a faithful man appear in Israel? Well, here's what hit me. His grandmother's name was Rahab. And she had risked everything to declare the truth of Yahweh as the Lord of heaven and earth. She was a stranger to the people of Israel. But she became a part of the family of God. She joined Israel in every way, and she brought up her family to do the same. Isn't it beautiful to consider Rahab's continued actionable faith, the kind that grew in her son Salmon, that taught him the ways of the Lord, that became an integral part of the people of Israel, and in turn influenced her grandson Boaz. So in case you're not completely familiar with the story, the story of Ruth goes a bit like this. An Israelite and his family, this was Abimelech, left Judah because of a famine and moved to a neighboring region called Moab. While they were there, this man married his two sons to some Moabite women. 
Then the father, Elimelech, and his two sons died, leaving his wife, Naomi, and his son's wives as widows. In her widowed state, Naomi decides to move back to Bethlehem in Judah. That's part of Israel. When she hears that the famine there has lifted. So she sets out with the young women and then somewhere along the way, she tells them to go back to their families, to back to their parents, back to Moab. And one of the daughters-in-law, Orpah, she goes ahead and leaves. She chooses to. But the other one, Ruth, refuses to leave Naomi. She says, where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. I feel like this is a similar statement to the one that Rahab made, understanding who God was and how important it was to face him and say, I believe you. I want to be obedient to you. I want to go where you're going and do things your way. After the women return to Bethlehem, Ruth goes out to glean in the barley fields. She's gathering leftovers in order to provide food for herself and for her mother-in-law, Naomi. While she's there in the field, she meets Boaz. He's the owner, and he happens to be a relative of Naomi's. Boaz tells her to stay in his fields and to continue to glean there. And Ruth asks him how she has received his favor. He says, I've been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother and your homeland and came to live with a people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Boaz continues to uphold Ruth because of her faith in God as the Lord of heaven and earth, the God to be followed, the people to whom she wants to belong. And eventually Boaz chooses to marry Ruth to become her kinsman redeemer, even though that means that his first child will not be his own. When they do finally bear a son, they name him Obed and he becomes Naomi's son, the one to continue Elimelech's lineage. This family is faithful. They're also sprinkled with foreigners, women who heard about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and chose to believe him as the one true God, the maker of heaven and earth, the one to which to believe and belong. They lived lives that proved their faith in action. Ruth stayed with Naomi, even though it would have been easier to return home. And Boaz married her, even though that meant taking responsibility for Naomi, his relative's widow. Today, I find myself so grateful to the giant of faith that is Rahab. The kind of faith that she had raised up a godly man who was poised to do right by his family and ready to follow God's commandments regarding orphans and widows. He knew the law and he chose to take his place within it. So how does this relate to your life? Well, I guess I can't be sure on the specifics, but in the big picture, we must believe that actionable faith matters. The more righteous, faithful, and mature you can be, showing your belief through your deeds and actions, the more it speaks to those around you. It models faith as a living, breathing thing that matters. You are a mother or a father of the faith for someone else. I guarantee someone is watching and someone will be influenced. 
And who knows what parts and pieces of God's story will hinge upon the legacy of faith that you implant in someone else when you put it into action.